بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن ولا أما بعد firstly our apologies for the delay in starting forgive us thereafter on behalf of Masjid al-Sunnah in Bradford I'd like to extend a very warm welcome to our brother Shamsi and likewise our brothers that have traveled with him all the way from London we appreciate your time and your efforts. Ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you all for your efforts. Ameen. Thereafter, I extend a very warm welcome to every single one of my respected elders, brothers and sisters, youngsters, sons and daughters, young and old. Likewise, a very warm welcome to our non-Muslim guests to Masjid al-Sunnah in Bradford. Ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum. For those of you who are visiting us for the very first time, then Masjid al-Sunnah in Bradford was set up with one simple goal in mind. And that simple goal, my brothers and sisters, was to connect the people of Bradford and West Yorkshire and the surrounding cities to the authentic Islam as was practiced by the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and his noble companions. Perhaps many of you have come across some narratives regarding the Masjid. First and foremost, I would like to say on behalf of the brothers, we respect you for attending to hear for yourself. And our mission and our goal is very simple is that we call the people, first and foremost ourselves, to learn and then to act and then call the people to the Qur'an, to the Sunnah of the Messenger wasallam. But the key difference, my brothers and sisters, is to follow the Qur'an and the Sunnah upon the understanding of the companions of the Messenger wasallam. So in brief, that is our goal here at Masjid al-Sunnah in Bradford. Thereafter, as for this evening's lecture, you need Islam. Then many of us, we busy ourselves looking for the things that we think we need in life. Whether that's from wealth, whether that's from materialistic things, whether that's from our careers. And alhamdulillah, Islam doesn't prohibit you from doing that as long as it is halal and it is balanced. But the reality, my brothers and sisters, you can have all of those things whether it's the newest trainers whether it's the best car in Bradford whether it is the latest iPhone 15 you can have all of those needs but if you're missing Islam you will never be happy because you have been created my brothers and sisters and respected guests you have been created by that creator for a purpose and that purpose is to worship and submit to Allah the Most High in your every day-to-day -day life. So I ask Allah the Most High that He blesses this evening for our brother Shamsi. Amen. And likewise for every single one of you, my respected brothers and sisters, that He makes tonight a turning point in our lives. And that tonight we become better people and we live a better life, inshallah. And likewise, we ask the brothers and sisters for the next 40 or so minutes get yourself in the zone put your phones away put your social media away 
And think about you, your life, where it's led you to now, and where you want it to go. And likewise, think about your first night in the grave. So stay focused, my brothers and sisters. Faliyatafaddal, mashkureen, maajureen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It is my pleasure to be with my brothers and sisters in Bradford, khasatan, especially in Masjid al-Sunnah. So firstly, we ask Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala to give us sincerity and to give us tawfiq. Inna alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu. ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الكلام كلام الله وأحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أما بعد So just to translate the summary which in Arabic called خطبة الحاجة to translate in summary for those who doesn't understand the Arabic language So this summary contains or consists of praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seeking aid from Allah the creator of everything likewise seeking forgiveness from Allah the creator and the Lord of everything likewise mentioning that the best speech is a speech of God Allah the most high the creator of everything and that the best guidance is the guidance of the Prophet Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam of course we as the Muslims, we believe that at the time of Jesus, the son of Mary, Jesus Christ, the best guidance during his lifetime, it was the guidance of Jesus. And before Jesus, at the time of Prophet Moses, the best guidance for the people during the lifetime of Moses, the Prophet Moses, والسلام, it was the guidance that Moses came with. Likewise, all the prophets and the messengers, and the last of them is the Prophet Muhammad والسلام, and the best guidance is the guidance of the Prophet Muhammad so my dear brothers and sisters without any doubt 
we have not been created without any purpose every part of our body has a purpose what about us as a whole Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned أَفَحَسِبْتُمْ أَنَّمَا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ عَبَثًا وَأَنَّكُمْ إِلَيْنَا لَا تُرْجَعُونَ فَتَعَالَ اللَّهُ الْمَلِكُ الْحَقَّ The meaning of the verse Allah said Do you think we created you without any purpose and to us you will not return far away Allah from imperfection far away Allah from imperfection because Allah creating something without any purpose that go against his perfect wisdom subhanahu wa ta'ala so we are we have been created for a purpose and logically speaking without any doubt to know our purpose of this life we have to go back to the creator to Allah the most high that's why when Allah create us he will create us subhanahu wa ta'ala he create us with something we call Arabic al-fitra which is called natural, natural inclination. Naturally, you know that you should be grateful to the one who gave you everything. And the one that gave you everything is the creator of everything. So naturally, you know that. However, you need the detailed guideline. That's why, based upon the creator's wisdom and his mercy and his justice, when he creates us, he creates us with the tools that will recognize his revelation which the prophets and messengers will come with later on. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned فِطْرَةَ اللَّهِ الَّتِي فَطَرَ النَّاسِ عَلَيْهَا لَا تَبْدِيلَ لِخَلْقِ اللَّهِ ذَلِكَ الدِّينُ الْقَيِّمِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the fitra which Allah created mankind with which Allah created mankind with and what is the fitra? The messenger of Allah explained it النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام said كل مولود يولد على الفطرة فأبواه يهودانه أو ينصرانه أو يمجسانه The meaning of the hadith The messenger of Allah عليه الصلاة والسلام said Every newborn, every child is born with a فطرة However, his family make him a Jew or a Christian or a fire worshiper if you pay attention, my dear brothers and sisters, the Prophet والسلام, he never said, or they will make him a Muslim. He said, every newborn is born with a fitra, with a natural inclination. His family make him a Jew, or a Christian, or a fire worshiper. So what is the fitra? Is to submit to your creator, to know there is a purpose for this life, and to worship the creator alone. And as our teacher, Sheikh Abu Iyad, may Allah preserve him, one of our teachers, mentioned there was a study that was carried out in Oxford University. There was a study that was carried out in Oxford University. So this study or this project, they spent like 1.9 million on this project. And they took them three years. So what they did, they took children from different parts of the world like from atheists, from a, a atheistic background and so on. And they, they left them. They start speaking and asking them questions. So they came to a conclusion that children naturally are born to believe there is a creator and there is a purpose behind this creation. So what caused us to divert from our natural inclination is our pa parents or our society. 
That's why when Islam is being explained to people who are sincerely seeking the truth, naturally they were inclined towards Islam. Because Islam goes in line with our universal tools which the Creator, Allah, has created us with. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clarified to us why He has created us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned that before that, my dear brothers and sisters, what is the meaning of Al-Islam? Al-Islam huwa al-istislamu lillahi bit-tawheed wal-inqiyadu lahu bit-ta'ah wal-bara'atu min al-shirki wa ahlihi The meaning of Islam to submit to the Creator to worship Him alone and to surrender to His obedience and to free yourself from polytheism and his people. So, and there's two types of Islam. Generally speaking, there's two types of Islam. There is Al-Islam Al-Aam and Islam Al-Khas. There's two types of Islam. And that will answer the questions to the Christians and the Jewish people when they say, how can you claim Prophet Moses or Abraham or Jesus or Noah or Jacob they were Muslims when you understand this two types of Islam who makes sense so there's two types of Islam Al-Islam Al-Aam Al-Islam Al-Khas Al-Islam Al-Aam means general Islam general Islam and specific Islam what is general Islam? general Islam which every prophet came with because every prophet submits to Allah according to Allah's teaching specific Islam which the messenger of Allah Muhammad came with sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the proof for the general Islam Allah said inna ad-deena indallahi al-islam inna ad-deena indallahi al-islam that verily the true religion true way of life with Allah is al-islam this is a proof for general Islam every prophet and messenger came with Islam as for the proof for specific Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمَنْ يَبْتَغِ غَيْرَ الْإِسْلَامِ دِينًا فَلَنْ يُقْبَلَ مِنْهِ وَهُوَ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ Whosoever seeks a way of life other than Islam will never be accepted from him and in the year after he will be from the losers. So there is no salvation and there is no safety except by following Prophet Muhammad teaching alayhi salatu wassalam so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Quran what is the purpose for our creation of course there's different types of purpose one of them to worship him subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in surah al-dhariyat wa ma khalaqtu al-jinna wal-insa illa liya'budun ma uridu minhum min rizqin وَمَا أُرِيدُ أَنْ يُطْعِمُونَ إِنَّ اللَّهُ وَالرَّزَّاقُ ذُو الْقُوَّةِ الْمَتِينَ The meaning of the verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned, I have not created jinn and mankind, jinn and mankind, except to worship me. I don't want them to provide for me, because Allah is the provider. So that's one of the purpose, what Allah creates us. Before I carry on, I'd like to get the brothers you know, involved as well. What is the other purpose why Allah creates us? Give me time to drink my tea.
Allahu Akbar, mashallah. Now, the other purpose for Allah to create us, to test us. To test us. Tayyip, what is the other purpose? The ulama mentioned four, the scholars mentioned four. The third one, for Allah to implement his names and attributes. For Allah to implement his names and attributes. And let me mention something clear. When we say we have to worship Allah, not because Allah is in need of our worship. No, because we are in need of worshiping Allah. As I will, as I will elaborate more in details, when you have no creator, when you don't worship Allah, what is the outcome of it? So we worship Allah because we are in need of worshiping Allah in order for us to survive and to have a good life. And the example, you know, I like to mention analogies. Imagine in the house and there's a fire everywhere. You wake up in your own room and there's a fire everywhere. You try your best to save yourself. You couldn't, you gave up. You thought, you know what, it's over. I'm going to die. I came and I saved your life. What would you say to me? You will thank me, no doubt. You will remember me all the time for saving your life because your life is so dear to you. Even if I tell you, do not thank me. You will say to me, Shamsi, you deserve it. You saved my life. What about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who gave you everything? The oxygen that we are breathing in out. Why are we speaking about God? You know what is very interesting? Sometimes when you do speak to the atheist, while you're speaking to them, they are benefiting from God's blessings and mercy, but at the same time negating God. They are benefiting. Now, may Allah forbid, if you go to the hospital and they have to give you oxygen, they have to charge you. God is giving it to you for free. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what Allah said in the Quran. If you try to count Allah's blessings, you will never be able to do so. One of our scholars from the Salaf, pious predecessors, a man came to him. He said, oh, so-and-so, I'm poor. He started complaining. He said, you're not poor. He said, I will give you, like, our money. I will give you 10 million pounds. Give me your legs. He said, no way. I will give you 5 million pounds. Give me your hands. He said, no. I will give you 2 million pounds. Give me your eyes. No. He said, you see, you're rich, but you don't know it. And what our Prophet Muhammad, wasalam, said, he said, look at, to, look at those who are below you to appreciate God's blessings. Go visit the hospitals. Some people, they can't even walk to the bathroom. Some people, they cannot utilize, they have to rely on people. So we have to be grateful to our creator. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala create us to worship him. But how should we worship God? According to our desires? According to our feelings? No, we worship Allah according to his teaching. That's why based upon Allah's wisdom and Allah's justice and Allah's mercy, he sent the prophets and messengers in order to guide us how to worship the creator of everything. To worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the correct manner. Because as always mentioned this example, if you want to buy a gift for your mother, no doubt you're going to buy a gift that your mother loves. Tayyip, you want to know what your mother or your wife loves and you will buy her something that she loves. So... Likewise, if we want to worship the Creator, we should worship Him the way He loves, not the way we love. Because the way He loves is the absolute truth. The way we love is subjective. How many people here said, 
you know, the way I worship God by doing such, such an action. But how do you know it's correct? That's why when it comes to Islam, why Islam is so special and is different from any religion because Islam is not based upon dreams. I mean, I had a dream. That's why Islam is the truth. I was walking the alleyway. Prophet Muhammad appeared to me. That's not proof. That's called experience, personal experience. Islam is based upon universal proofs. It's based upon universal proofs. So, the, so my dear brothers and my sisters, Alhamdulillah, as Muslims, Allah bless us with Islam. Any problem that we are facing in the world, the solution is in Islam. Because as Allah wa Taala said, does he not know mean Allah about his creation the one, the one who is well acquainted with his creation and because I believe there's some non-Muslims here coming to the masjid you are welcome to come to the masjid and we are very happy to have you let me mention something why Islam makes sense and why Islam is from Allah the creator of everything Islam came to preserve five things. Islam came to preserve five things. These different the five pillars of Islam, yes? This called al-Khams, the five universal necessities which Islam came to preserve. Firstly, where's the first one? Huh? No life. Religion, the deen. Naam. The first thing Islam came to preserve, religion, the deen. That's why in Islam, polytheism, paganism, atheism is forbidden. We're not even allowed to pray to Prophet Muhammad We pray to Allah directly. Yes, we, we follow the teaching of the Prophet Muhammad how he worshipped Allah. That's the first one. Because when you're not worshipping the true God, I will demonstrate what is the outcome of not worshipping the true God. That's the first one. What is the second one? life that's why in islam anything that harms the body is forbidden alcohol drugs is forbidden thirdly islam came to preserve wealth islam came to preserve wealth that's why gambling and interest is forbidden fourthly islam came to preserve lineage family that's why fornication and adultery is forbidden lastly islam came to preserve intellect that's why the drugs and alcohol is forbidden when it comes to uh, uh, yes wealth when it comes to wealth gambling and interest forbidden so these are five things there's an Ibiza blocking the way YT73 FPO if you can remove it please inshallah Jazakumullah khairan Allah ibarak fikum have you got to repeat it YT73 FPO Seat Ibiza please remove it Jazakumullah khairan now so these five universal necessities necessity that islam came to preserve if we do preserve them we will have good society because alcohol is bad for us individually and collectively drugs is bad for us individually and collectively interest it make the rich richer poor poorer is bad for us likewise gambling is bad for us fornication is bad for our society there was a study that was carried out in uk and usa they done study majority of youth or young people that do crimes they come from broken houses islam 
pays great attention to family, household. Subhanallah. So these five, five universal necessity that Islam came to preserve, not just to preserve them. Likewise, there's a barriers. There's a punishment to protect people's honor, life, and so on. Yes, there's not any doubt. There's not any doubt, my dear brothers and sisters. There is some people out there that do benefit from selling drugs, alcohol, interest, and gambling. Majority of times, they are the same people who are very hostile to Islam because they look at Islam as a threat for their business. So the question we should ask ourselves, how a man, Prophet Muhammad, who existed 1,400 years ago, was able to come with this perfect way of life, who couldn't read and write, because he's a messenger of Allah. And Allah knows what is good for us in detail and what is bad for us in detail. Let me show you the, the, the contradiction when we, we turn away from God and we start following our own desires. Literally, can, if someone sells drugs, can go next to the off-license shop, off-license shop. The police, they will arrest the, the drug dealer. They will not arrest the shopkeeper of off-license even though both of them are selling the same thing which cause harm and when you take it make you do evil things you see when you start following your desires you contradict yourself but when you look to islamic teaching there is no contradiction why because allah al-hakim al-alim the all wise when allah when allah legislates something for mankind there is no bias involved there is no evil desires involved because allah wants good for his creation but with human beings generally speaking wants to legislate something for us there is what there is bias involved evil desires i can give you another example when we turn away from god and we start turning away from allah and we start following our own desires now in every school parents they teach their children young boys and young girls don't get involved in stabbing crimes drugs sahih in the school same thing but on the other hand we pay ridiculous money to singers who come and glorify and glamorize this lifestyle of alcohol drugs disrespecting women so look, look at the contradiction so you're teaching young people do not smoke drugs do not take alcohol or do not do crimes do not carry knives on the other hand you we pay in ridiculous money to singers who glamorize glorify crimes uh, alcohol drugs again this is the outcome of turning away from god and what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned whoever turns away the meaning of the verse whoever turns away from my remembrance it will have a miserable life subhanallah look at our societies and our time when we start following our own desires Look what's happening, subhanAllah. Destruction when you turn away from God. So my dear brothers and sisters, we need Islam in order for us to, be, to, to save ourselves and save our families from the destruction of this life and the destruction of the hereafter, which is way worse. We need Islam. We need to turn back to Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you seek honor, honor is in Islam. If you seek respect, is in Islam. قال الله تبارك وتعالى قل إن العزة لله جميعا Say O Muhammad to them that the honor 
the honor belongs to Allah. All of it. Another verse. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, قُلْ إِنَّ الْعِزَّةَ لِلَّهِ وَلِرَسُولِهِ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ Say, O Muhammad, to them that the honor belongs to Allah and to those who Allah honor, like the, the prophets and the believers. My dear brothers and sisters, we're not going to stay here forever. One day we have to die. How many people left their houses? They never come back. How many people won't sleep? They never wake up. Listen to the advice of the Messenger of Allah. Look at his statement. Prophet Muhammad والسلام, He said, Utilize five things before five things. Utilize, my dear brothers and sisters, five things before five things. What are they? Utilize your wealth before you become poor. When you are wealthy, utilize your wealth in a good way. In the way to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No by buying drugs, selling alcohol, you're harming yourself and harming the people. And the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam to know that Islam, why Islam is valid for every place and every time because Islam is based upon universal principles. For example, the time Prophet Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam, there was no cigarettes. But how do we know cigarettes haram? Because the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, La darara wa la dhira. This is a universal principle. Do not harm yourself and do not harm others. You can apply it to anything. Subhanallah. So utilize your wealth before you become poor. Utilize your health before you become sick. So when you're healthy, you're able to pray to God. You're able to do prayers fast. Utilize your life before your death. Utilize your life before your death. I think all of you heard about the young girl that she was stabbed to death in Croydon, back in London. She was 15. Sorry? She, she, that girl, if you spoke to her just 10 minutes before her death, and you tell her you would, you would die even younger, she would say maybe, but she would never expect it the way she died. So how do you know? Maybe by leaving your house, or today, going back to your house, you go to sleep, you don't wake up. Look this beautiful advice to the Messenger of Allah because the best advisors, the most sincere advisors are the Messengers of Allah like Jesus, Moses, Abraham, Noah, Jacob, Isaac, Ishmael, Daniel and the last of them Prophet Muhammad والسلام. So they give you advice which will benefit you in this life likewise in the hereafter. So utilize your life and Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam mentioned اكثروا من ذكر هادم اللذات لذات keep remembering the, the destroyer of desires all of us we have desires you want to have a nice wife a nice car a good money nice job you have all these wishes by the time you know it the death will surprise you you, will never, you didn't even expect to die the way you die or you're going to die so prepare ourselves for the death. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَجَاءَتْ سَكْرَةُ الْمَوْتِ بِالْحَقَّةِ ذَلِكَ مَا كُنْتَ مِنْهُ تَحِيدًا وَنُفِخَ فِي الصُّورِ ذَلِكَ يَوْمُ الْوَعِيدًا وَجَاءَتْ كُلُّ نَفْسٍ مَعَهَا سَائِقٌ وَشَهِيدًا لَقَدْ كُنْتَ فِي غَفْلَةٍ مِنْ هَذَا فَكَشَفْنَا عَنْكَ غِطَاءَكَ فَبَصَرُكَ الْيَوْمَ حَدِيدًا Allah mentioned when the intoxication of death Come with the truth. 
this is exactly what you try to avoid. All of us want to live longer. All of us, when you feel you're going to die or you feel sick, what you do, you go take a, a, a medication to protect your life. But no doubt you're going to die. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned, He said, O Muhammad, you will die. The meaning of the verse. You will die and they will die. And on the day of resurrection, you will have disputes before your God. So let us prepare ourselves for our death. Let us prepare ourselves to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And how to prepare ourselves? How do we know what we need in this life? in the hereafter is by going back to Islam Islam Naam, like I mentioned we believe in Jesus at the time of Jesus his lifetime follow his teaching now there is no salvation and there is no uh, safety and there is no uh, success except by going back except by following Prophet Muhammad alayhi salatu wassalam so my dear brothers and my sisters and likewise, the Nabi said, Utilize your youth before you become very old. How many young brothers he says, when they say, Ya Akhi, oh my dear young brother, why don't you pray? He says, No, Akhi, I'm still young when I grow up. How do you know you're going to make it? And did you know I'll give you, because there's a lot of young brothers here, let me give you a glad tidings, my young brothers and my young sisters. And Nabi said, On the day of resurrection, when the sun will be so close to mankind some people they will be drowning in their own sweat the day that day is a severe day upon these believers those who reject Allah who turns away from Allah the Prophet Muhammad said seven types of people Allah will cover them with the shade of his throne on the day of resurrection one of them a young boy that grows up worshipping Allah subhanallah because my dear brothers wallahi listening to music behaving like rappers or criminals that does not bring you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala maybe you get some respect but the true respect when you become a servant of Allah when you understand your purpose the people that you are, you are hanging around with and they say to you I will die for you as they say I will write for you I will die for you when the death come to you and they put you inside the grave they will leave you لَقَدْ جِئْتُمُونَا فُرَادًا كَمَا خَلَقَنَاكُمْ أَوَّلَ مَرًّا وَتَرَكْتُمْ مَا خَوَّلْنَاكُمْ وَرَاءَ ظُهُورِكُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned you have returned to us just as we have created in the beginning and you left everything behind you your social media your followers your knife your qualification your clothes, your garments, Allahu your Akbar. cars, Allah. everything will be left behind Akbar. and be inside the grave by yourself. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. Ashhadu an la ilaha. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. أشهد أن محمد رسول الله
أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة لا حول ولا قوة حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح لا حول ولا قوة حي على الفلاح الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك له الحمد كل شيء قدير اللهم رب هذه الدعوة التامة والصلاة القائمة آت محمد الوسيلة والفضيلة بعد المقام محمود الذي وعدته اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم كحميد المجيد وبارك على محمد محمد كما باركت إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد المجيد نعم so you be inside the grave by yourself my dear brother and my sister so have good friends النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام سأل المرء على دين خليله. The man is upon the roof of his friend. So be aware who is your friend. Have good friends around you. Have good brothers around you. Have good sisters around you that will help you to worship Allah سبحانه وتعالى. That will help you to obey Allah سبحانه وتعالى. And my dear brothers and sisters, to to conclude, inshallah taala, I will leave with the advice. That many brothers and sisters, when they face some troubles or problems, they go to drugs. Drugs is not good for you. Drugs you have in your body. Drugs, alcohol. You know, all of us, we have weakness in us. So when you're facing problems and troubles, Shaitan will come to you and say, you know, you want to forget about your problems? You want to forget about your troubles? Drink alcohol. Alcohol, what it does? Makes you forget the problem temporarily. But what are you doing? You're causing harm to yourself. And you, you're not removing the problems. The best way to deal with your problems is to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To turn back to your creator. Because there is something good in our body. Muslim or non-Muslim. Nothing can fulfill it except by turning back to Allah and worshipping Allah and following the teaching of the Prophet Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam. So the shaitan will deceive you. Shaitan is well experienced. He will utilize something that you love to deceive you. So be aware. Stay away from drugs, my dear brothers and sisters. Drugs, you destroy yourself. You are, you, you are wasting your money. And like I said, you don't want to die while you are in a state of uh, like uh, smoking drugs or doing something evil. Because you don't know how, no one knows how we're going to die. That's why when we ask, we always ask Allah to take our souls upon Islam and the Sunnah. And my dear brothers and sisters, in order for us to worship Allah, we have to learn. Because social media is making us lazy to study our deen. Especially with these one minute videos, clips. That's not how you seek knowledge. Seeking knowledge, especially there's two types of knowledge. There is a knowledge which is compulsory upon every Muslim to learn how to worship Allah, how to pray, how to make ablution, wudu. You have to learn it. And what? By studying, seeking knowledge. Alhamdulillah, our brothers here in Bradford, Masjid Sunnah, Al-Basira, they have classes here, mashallah, Allah reward them. Our, brother, Abu, our teacher, Abu Humaid, teaches here, mashallah. Likewise, my Sheikh and my teacher, Abu Iyad, 
Wallah, you should be very grateful to Allah. You have Abu Iyad. We in London, we wish Abu Iyad lives in London. Wallah, Abu Iyad, mashallah, may Allah reward him and may Allah bless him. Amr Rafiq, read his works. His refutation against atheism, Christianity, likewise, other books defending Prophet Muhammad. Refutation, defending Islam based upon knowledge, no emotion, upon knowledge, pure, authentic knowledge, which is the Quran and the Sunnah and the way of the Prophet Muhammad, alayhi salatu wasalam's disciples, the Sahaba, and their, the, the Salaf was Salih, pious predecessors. May Allah bless you all, my dear brothers and my sisters, and I will leave you also with don't let nothing turn you away from your God. From Allah wa ta'ala. If you notice your work that you do is turning you away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, leave it. Because there is nothing better than saving your iman. Like I mentioned before, when you be put inside the grave, no one's gonna come with you. You'll be by yourself. And Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam said, three things will follow you to the graveyard. Your wealth, your family, and your deeds, either good or bad. Two of them will go back, and one of them will stay with you. Your actions. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He wasn't going to ask you why you're black or white or British or French. It's about your actions. And in order for our actions to be correct, it has to be based upon knowledge, sincerity, and following the teaching of the Prophet Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam. So my dear brothers and my sisters, I thank you again for inviting me and especially my dear brothers here in Masjid al-Sunnah to give me this opportunity to meet with my brothers and my sisters. May Allah bless them all and we ask Allah to give us sincerity and it is the time for us to open, to open a new page with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you're not a Muslim, it's a time for you to become a Muslim and to start worshipping your Creator. And if you are a Muslim and you've been slacking in worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, doing haram, it's a time to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to worship Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Because it's going to come a time when the people, they will, never, they will not even mention my name or your name. Like who's going to mention... When the last time you mentioned the name of your, your great, great, great grandfather? Like they never existed. Subhanallah. And our time will come. The wise person, the person that utilizes his time to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to understand that this dunya, this life is not, is not eternal. It's temporary. And to know that sooner or later he's going to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of the Salaf, his wife asked him, told him, Why you cannot sleep? He said, How can I sleep when I know the angel of death will visit me anytime soon? How can I sleep peacefully when I know the angel of death will come to visit me anytime soon? This dunya is gharrara. Deceived many people. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala said, what is very interesting about this life, everyone knows 
this life is not eternal but many people have been deceived by this life many people have been deceived by this life when they knew this life is not eternal subhanallah may Allah protect us from the, the evil of this life and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us sincerity wa sallallahu ala nabina muhammad wa ala ahli wa sahbihi ajma'in wa sallam salima kathira You never know, maybe they will leave. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> this is your place. <laughs> but what do you think? You never know. Oh, khalas, we do it after then. Yes. So are you okay for yeah. After yeah. No problem. I will sit with them, inshallah. No problem. <laughs> so, inshallah. That's what the is going to. So, we're going to break now for Isha. So if you get ready, we need about 5-10 minutes just to set up for Isha, inshallah. Then after the Isha prayer, our brother Shamsi will take some Q&As. And our respected guests that have attended today that are not Muslim, that have any questions or perhaps want to embrace Islam, you're more than welcome to stay as well. So now if the brothers wanna, and sisters want to get ready for Isha prayer, we'll pray in about 10 minutes and then we'll do some Q&A after. And then inshallah the brothers are prepared for food. For our guest, will be late off here. I mean, you can ask me any question except how old I am, yes? Because many people ask me, how old are you? How old are you? Yeah? Don't ask my age. <laughs> May Allah bless you all. Uh, and there was one other announcement sorry my respected brothers sorry I forgot there was also one other important announcement then next week there's a another basic talk inshallah in this masjid at seven o'clock the evils of uh, the evils and danger of music that's at seven o'clock and then we have Kitabo Tawheed by our, our brother Abu Hamid at eight o'clock so every Saturday there is a basic lecture here in the masjid for the brothers and sisters you're more than welcome to attend. The brother is asking, I heard you mention in one of your videos that Allah will not punish a nation like the people of the past after the prophethood of Musa alayhi salatu I can't remember mentioning that, but maybe Allah will not punish. Allah will not punish nation after Musa I don't know what that question you can elaborate where is it I destroyed them whole uh, 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 wipe them out wipe them out yeah the, uh, the, there is the mentioned that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there is a statement in the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned after the sending the Torah after Allah sent the Torah I mean after Musa Allah will not punish, wipe out the whole nation at once. Before, Allah used to destroy all nations, like the nations, like the people of Ad with Thamud. So there is a verse in the Quran, which is called mentioned, that is a proof that Allah will not punish a nation, uh, wipe them out, wipe them out completely after uh, the Torah. Barakallahu
تفضل اخي جوهن الكوسات لو كاتب والله ده ذا ويك حديث ذا سكولرز منشن ذا وي دونت تيك ات وين كمز تو عقيده اوكي The scholars that they say it's permissible to use it in a specific matter, they say it has to have a basics in the Quran and the Sunnah. But if it has no basics and it's weak, you don't use it at all. Yeah. And Allah knows best. And of course, my dear brothers and my sisters, may Allah bless you all. Uh, as you know, Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam mentioned that my ummah, my nation, will be divided into 73 sects, 73 groups. The Nabi ﷺ mentioned this hadith, and this hadith, by the way, from the signs of the prophethood of the Messenger of Allah ﷺ, because the Prophet ﷺ, when he said that my ummah will be divided into 73 groups, during his lifetime, the Muslims, All of them were only one group. So the Messenger of Allah is speaking about something that will happen in the future. And that happened after the death of Uthman bin Affan. When the Khawarij, the Karajites, left the main body. Then the other group, Shia and so on. But you know, as we know, or that was well established based upon the Quran and the Sunnah that the Messenger of Allah والسلام, whatever bring us closer to Allah he told us about it whatever bring us closer to Allah he told us about it and whatever turns us away from Allah he warned us against it and Nabi والسلام, left us upon a clear guidance there is no one has spoke in detail and clarify everything in detail like the Prophet Muhammad why? because there is no Prophet after him you know the Prophet before they didn't have to speak in detail about everything because there will, there will be a Prophet after them to do so so Prophet Muhammad so whatever we need when it comes to celebrating the Prophet's birthday uh, what they call it how to believe in the aqeedah in Allah's names and attributes is in the Quran and the Sunnah and the way of the Salaf al-Salih we just have to learn we have to study my dear brothers and sisters especially our time the time we're living in is a time of fitna a lot of trials and tribulations a lot of people becoming famous and start speaking about Deen of Allah because they're famous online not because they studied not because they have knowledge no just because they're famous because of storytelling they, they are known to be storytellers And the people listen to them and take knowledge from them. And that is incorrect. Because after the death of Uthman bin Affan, Sahaba, the companions of the Messenger of Allah, والسلام, start applying the principle of asking the question, Who are you? Even if you're Muslim, before we take knowledge from you, who are you? Are you with the scholars of Sunnah? You are known to quote people of Sunnah and Hadith and Athar in detail. So that question the brother asked me, we need to know because the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, all of them deserves to be punished with the fire except one. Except 
one. The other ones doesn't mean they're kuffar. No, they're Muslims. That's why the Nabi is al-nasihul baligu al-aminu. The most eloquent, the, the, the most sincere advisor. Because if he said the same sects are the Muslims, the other groups are the Muslims too. So there was, there's no clarification. But he said, I'm on today and my companions. Alhamdulillah, the beauty of Islam, Quran has been preserved. The Sunnah has been, has been preserved. Even how to understand the Quran and the Sunnah is being preserved. Even how to seek knowledge. There is a chain of narration. For example, we have the books of the Salaf, also the Sunnah, Imam Ahmad al Hanbal. There is Shah Sunnah, also Sunnah, and other books of the pious predecessors. We trace back where they take their knowledge from. Like Imam Barbahari, he's a student of Imam Al Marwazi. Imam Al Marwazi is a student of Imam Ibn Batta. Ibn Batta, no, sorry, Imam Al Marwazi is a student of Imam Ahmed Muhammad Al Shaybani. Ahmed Ibn Muhammad Al Shaybani is a student of Imam Abu Abdullah Muhammad Ibn Idris Al Shafi'i. Shafi'i is a student of Imam Malik Ibn Anas Rahimahullah. Imam Malik is a student of Nafi' Mawla Abdullah ibn Umar al Khattab. Nafi' is a student of Abdullah ibn Umar al Khattab. Radiyallahu anhuma. Abdullah ibn Umar al Khattab, al Nufayli, radiyallahu anhu, is a student of the Messenger of Allah, alayhi salatu wassalam, who received the revelation from Allah through Jibreel. That's our belief, alhamdulillah. We don't take our belief from Aristotle and Plato and uh, other Greek philosophers or uh, Augustine, a Christian philosopher from Alexandria, or the, the, the Yahudi philosopher. No, we take our knowledge, Quran and the Sunnah, in Aqidah and methodology. So my dear brothers and sisters, it's enough that we hear, I'm confused. Do you know why we're confused? Because we don't study. If you study, seek knowledge, go back to Quran and Sunnah, and the books of the Salaf, Shah Sunnah Imam Muzani, Imam Muzani is a student of Imam Shafi'i. Tayyib, Usul Atiqad, Al Sunnah Imam Al Lalaka'i. That's what differentiates Islam from Christianity, Judaism, Hinduism, Buddhism, Sikhism. Islam is based upon tangible proofs. Subhanallah, they say, La ta'akhud al ilma an suhufi, wa la ta'akhud al qur'ana an mushafi. Don't take knowledge from someone only read books. Reading books is good, but as you take knowledge from the scholars and the student of knowledge directly. Likewise, do not learn the Quran from someone who takes the Quran directly from the Mus'haf. Because we take the Quran from the teachers. From the time Prophet Muhammad there were scholars of Quran sitting down in the mosque teaching the Quran for 25 years. You see, the Quran is like when, we, when I say a living thing, about the Quran, meaning we always recite it because the Quran is not created. The Quran is the speech of Allah. The, we, we recite the Quran openly. In every masjid, there is Quran scholars, experts in Quran, teaching Quran. Quran has been preserved likewise the Sunnah. How do you know authentic and authentic? So Alhamdulillah, that Allah bless us to be a Muslim, especially Muslim upon the way of the Salaf, as-Salih. Pious predecessors. Barakallahu feekum.
as you know, maybe some of you do know, I came from a Sufi background. I came from a Sufism. I was a Sufi. But when people explain to me the truth, Alhamdulillah for the truth. My family is still Sufi. But on the day of judgment, Allah is going to ask me. It's not my family is going to save me. Allah will ask me because the Quran is there. The Sunnah is there. Barakallahu alaykum. So we should not follow our pa parents because uh, my parents are Maturidi. So that's why I'm Maturidi. My parents are Ash'ari. That's why I'm Ash'ari. My parents, no, study and learn, my dear brothers. Learn. We love our parents. Respect your parents. Take care of your parents. Be good to them. But study your deen. Learn your deen. Alhamdulillah. May Allah bless you all. This reminder uh, is very needed. May Allah bless you. Knowledge is very important because we live in a time not a lot, lot of people are encouraging people to, to, to seek knowledge. May Allah bless you all. What is, the fa what is a father role in a child's life? Lie, my dear brothers and sisters, the issue of looking after our children, likewise, our young brothers and sisters, especially with social media. Literally, your child can be at home watching evil things and you have no clue. Subhanallah. So, the best thing the father has to try to teach, especially if he has a son, take him to the masjid. Try to get him to use the masjid, teach him Quran, teach him Sunnah. Of course, according to his way. Barakallah. Like, don't teach him something big. Barakallah. You know, uh, teach him the manhood. Because there is a huge war against human nature. There is a huge war against human nature. Now, people are confused if they are men or not. It's ridiculous. Subhanallah. And look, I feel all of you, majority of you know, Andrew Tate. Right, yep. One of the things that may Allah guide him and may Allah give him, yeah, all of us, may Allah guide us and keep us uh, firm upon Surat al-Mustaqim. One of the things that attracts him to Islam, that he said, because he's a multi-millionaire, and he, the people out there, the evil ones, try to utilize him to corrupt the youth. But he has the money, so they cannot deceive him with money. So he said, the only religion that is standing firm against these evil, secret societies is Islam. Islam does not back down. Man is a man, woman is a woman. You like it, you don't like it. Allah mentioned that in the Quran. We are Muslims. We submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we follow the Quran, the Sunnah. I'm not, you know, subject, what is the sheep mentality? Anyone knows how this term came about? Sheep mentality? Or the herd mentality? Do you know how it came about? There was uh, an experiment that was done. They brought this lady into the room. Okay? So they put her inside the room. And what they did, they turned on the, uh, the, the alarm, the fire alarm. And they put smoke. Smoke started coming out under the door. So her, our human nature to do what? To run away. So she ran away, straight away. They brought her again with five people now. With how many people? Five people. Yes? So they told the other five people, 
it's just, it's just a fake alarm. It's not a real one. And the smoke is a fake one. Don't run. So they were sitting down. Same thing happened. That lady, what she did? She started looking at the people's reaction. She never ran away. So what happened? Even though she can see danger, she didn't run away. And it's why I call sheep mentality. You're just following people. And Islam teaches us it's not about majority. It's about what? The truth. So Islam, when you're a Muslim, you don't have sheep. The true Muslim, the true Muslim that follow the Quran and the Sunnah don't have sheep mentality. Because Islam teaches us about what? The truth. Even if you are one person, Prophet Muhammad he lived in a city, the majority of people, they were pagans. He did not say, they are pagans, let me be pagan too. No. Likewise, Prophet Lut, he was in a city where there was a lot of evil, fornication. Tayyip, he didn't say they're doing it, just accept it. No. It's about the truth. So Islam, it teaches us about following the truth. Tayyip, rather in the Quran mentioned that if the truth for if the truth follow people's desires, the heavens and the earth will be corrupted. So teach your child, don't be sheep. Don't let's follow. Allah ordered you to be a Muslim. You have a criteria. The Quran and the Sunnah and the way of the Salaf is the yardstick. Tayyip, you utilize it. Even if it's a non-Muslim and he says something which is the truth, we accept it. That's what Islam teaches us. So if you raise your child because they, are, they want to brainwash our children, they want us to literally negate our own observation. So the father has to be there. And the mother should show respect to the father. If you want your children to respect you and respect the father, you have to respect the father too. Likewise, the father should respect the mother for the children. Show mercy to his wife. Take care of his wife. Divorce is not the solution. Islam, as I have mentioned, pays great attention to the family. Now, subhanallah, divorce just happened right, left, and center. I've got divorced, akhi. Then what happened? The children, they have no father's figure. Subhanallah. So the father should be teaching the child the Quran, the Sunnah, and what is that? To be an uh, employer? Or just work? And, no, the, the father is not just to work there. This is Just work. And, uh, the father is there to be role model, to teach, to take care of his child. Barakallah, peekum. The robot then. Just work and uh, the father is there. Barakallah ikum. And this different topic about family, how Islam deals with the family issues. Subhanallah. And as I've mentioned, majority of crimes that has been carried out by young people, they come from broken houses. Subhanallah. Broken houses. Sometimes now it's happening. The brothers are complaining about the sisters. Sisters are complaining about the brothers. Tayyip. But we have to go back to Quran and Sunnah. Feminism is not the solution. Likewise, the red pill movement is not the solution. The solution is the Quran and the Sunnah and the way of the Salaf. 
because some brothers do utilize their authority to manipulate their wives and to oppress their wives that is haram my dear brothers especially if you're married to a revert remember she left her family she left her culture not her culture because you can be still muslim and have your own culture as long as you're not oppose islam so you have to be more patient with your wife if she's from a if she's a revert be more nice to her barakallah ikum let me say I don't like any religion because the question is says how do you answer the to the non-muslims who say I don't like any religion because religion only cause harm and fights and etc I mean this is a doubt they try to use the question we ask them who caused the world war one who caused the world war two uh, communists are they religious no, they're not so Islam claimed to give us peace but sometimes war is needed war there's two types of war praiseworthy war and a blameworthy war the praiseworthy war is the war which has been mentioned in the Quran and the Sunnah to remove the oppressors and to remove oppression the blameworthy war when you start killing people because of their skin color or because of their wealth or other things you understand that so war you have to be realistic we live in the world there is evil people and the only way to stop the evil is by waging a war against them so this doubt is illogical because they try you know some doubt the person he's not really speaking about reality he's just speaking in theory in reality there is evil people out there that they will try to cause harm try to misguide people and the only way to protect the innocent ones is by waging war against them this is a praiseworthy war as for the blameworthy war when you're fighting because you want to show people are stronger you want to oppress people because of their skin color or because of their wealth or because of their lands you understand so this doubt which is is a logical doubt uh, yes we're not saying every per yes there is some people who utilize religion to do evil thing but alhamdulillah islam has been preserved but islam we can expose them like isis they will kill innocent people we can go about the quran and the sunnah say what they were doing is evil do you understand so alhamdulillah i mean people can use british law to do crimes what should we do stop the law say there's no more law barakallah fikum so these doubts sometimes look i'll tell you i mentioned something to you my dear brothers and sisters anyone with a sound reasoning and the sound natural inclination and is sincere bi'idnillah will accept Islam but there's two reasons or two factors why people do not accept Islam one of them is a psychological factor and the other one is social factor psychological factor and a social factor psychological factor the person's arrogant you know he so what he would do he will not tell you straight away I'm arrogant I don't accept Islam he will try to utilize any so-called intellectual argument to reject Islam when he knows deep down the argument he's utilizing doesn't make any sense one of them this doubt okay social factor this person people do look up to him in his society by way of him accepting Islam he will become a normal guy so what he would do he will try to utilize anything to reject Islam so remember 
anyone that rejects Islam, it goes back to two things or two factors. Psychological factor, there's other psychological factor. For example, he loves alcohol. He loves fornication. He loves evil things which Islam tells you to not do. Okay, and there's other social factor. Psychological factor and a social factor because Islam, it goes in line with our sound reasoning and our natural inclination which God creates us with. Barakallah alaykum. You know, I don't want to carry on or stop. Because I don't want to have somebody go sleep. Uh, you want to carry on or stop? Mashallah, carry on. People of Bradford don't sleep, what? <laughs> you don't sleep in Bradford? <laughs> in London, we sleep. <laughs> and my dear brothers, I have to repeat again. My dear brothers and sisters, Wallah, be grateful to Allah. And with these questions, you should save it to our teacher, Sheikh Abu Iyad. Abu Iyad Amjad Rafiq. He is my teacher. And read his works. Read his book, This is Islam. Our brother, do you have in a bookshop? Yeah. yeah, the bookshop, This is Islam. Read his book, Defending the Honor of the Prophet Muhammad. Read his book about the age of the Prophet Muhammad getting married to Aisha. Refuting the doubt of pedophilia. How he breaks it down and how he shows from a historical point of view from a Muslim sources and non-Muslim sources that uh, just before the 19th century getting married at the age of 7, 8, 9 it was something normal universally read this book read the other book as well Jesus in Islam and Christianity and Jewish Talmud read his website about atheism.net listen to his talks refuting uh, this pseudoscience Allah, the brothers, they tell you from London, we make dua to have our brother, our teacher, Abu Iyad, and he comes here every Sunday? Every Saturday. Every other Saturday, he comes to teach here. Abu Iyad, Amrud Rafiq. It's a ni'mah. You know, you know, subhanAllah, people don't appreciate the ni'mah until Allah take them away, take it away from them. Friday, yeah? Friday, Friday. Every other Friday. Come, benefit from him. You know, me personally, when I have questions about atheism, Christianity, I contact him. I speak to him. I ask him the question. How do I deal with? How do I deal with? This is? I'm a, this. My family supports Christian, Christmas. I uh, support Christmas. How to deal with this? I'm a revert. I mean, you know, I speak to them nicely. Respectfully, I mean, like uh, my family are reverts, alhamdulillah, as well, and uh, we just be, be, be like nice, respectful. And if you live with them in the time of Christmas, go to other Muslim families, sister, stay with her, barakallah, and tell them Christmas came from where it's a pagan day. Christmas is a day of the, 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 the day when the sun god called Mithra was born, when the Romans accepted Christianity. On the 25th of December, has nothing to do with Jesus. So I speak to them nicely, respectfully, and make dua, make dua and be patient. Be patient with your parents. Take care of your parents, my dear brothers and sisters. Look after them, respect them. Barakallah alaykum. Is a mawlid permissible? Mawlid wa, you mawlid, ma mawlid, which mawlid? The Prophet's birthday will love the Prophet Muhammad alayhi salatu wassalam. But do you know how to show love to Prophet Muhammad alayhi salatu wassalam? 
by following his sunnah. Celebrating birthday, Al-Maqrizi is a Shafi'i scholar in the 8th century. He said he came from extreme Rafidi. They started the Mawlid. He's not Imam Abu Hanifa. He's not Imam Shafi'i. He's not Imam Malik. He's not Imam Ahmed. He's not Sufyan Thawri. He's not Ibn Mubarak. He was by extreme Rafida. Abu Hanifa, big Imam Rahimahullah Ta'ala. One of the great, one of the great A'imma of the Salaf. May Allah have mercy upon him. Did he celebrate birthday? He didn't. Do you love the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Abu Hanifa? Subhanallah. Imam Tahawi. Did he celebrate birthday? Abu Yusuf Al-Qadi. Did he celebrate birthday? This A'imma A'imma Al-Ahnaf from the Salaf. If you claim to be Hanafi, so why you choose what and you say, I'm a Muqallid. If you're Muqallid, why you're not Muqallid in not following, in not celebrating his birthday, for his birthday? Why don't you do Taqlid in following Imam Abu Hanifa and Abu Yusuf Al-Qadi and Al-Tahawi in not celebrating Prophet's birthday? That shows you're not Muqallid because Muqallid you're following. You just choose, picking and choosing. But we follow who? Prophet Muhammad Imam Abu Hanifa is above our head. Imam Shafi'i likewise. But we take and reject from anyone except who? Prophet Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam. Does not speak from his own desires. Barakallah fikum. So it's not permissible. It's not from the Sunnah. Well, that is a good question. How should a person select friends from amongst Al Sunnah, Salafis, Al Hadith, Al Athar? Uh, I mean, good, like good friends, very important. One of the Salaf, when he's about to die, he was crying. And they said, Why are you crying? He said, Because one thing I didn't have. I didn't have a good friend to advise me. Subhanallah. And Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam said, الأرواح عفوا المرء على دين خليله فلينظر أحدكم من يخالل the man is upon the religion of his friend لا تسأل عن المرء وأبصر قرينه فإن القرين بالمقارن يقتدي do not ask about the person just watch out who does he hang around with because every person will be influenced by his friends الأخلاء يومئذ بعضهم لبعض عدو إلا المتقين. The friends, Allah mentioned the meaning of the verse. The friends, they will be enemies to each other on the day of resurrection, except the pious ones, except the righteous ones. So have good friends. All of us, we need good friends. You need someone to remind you. It's time for Asr, أخي. It's time for Dhuhr. It's time for Maghrib. Imam Ibn Kathir, may Allah have mercy upon him, when he made tafsir of this ayah, he said, if there's two friends always doing haram, when one of them dies before the other one, the, the one who dies, he will say to Allah, Allah, my friend used to always tell me to do haram and support me to do haram. Oh Allah, keep him misguided. Your friend that you're hanging around with, that he will say to you, I will die for you, I will write for you. If he dies before you, while he was doing haram, he will make dua against you. Subhanallah. On the day of resurrection, you will start cursing each other. Na'udhu billah. 
But if you have a friend always hanging around to do ta'a, obedience, uh, going to the masjid, uh, doing fasting, studying together, then if one of you died before the other one, you say, oh Allah, my friend so-and-so, he used to always support me to do righteous action. Oh Allah, keep him firm upon your guidance. Allahu Akbar. And when you have good friends, my dear brothers and sisters, when they bury you, what do they do after? They don't go smoke drugs after. They will go to the masjid and they will make dua for you. Allahu Akbar. May Allah bless us with the good friends. Wallahi, having good friends is a ni'mah. Look, akhi, when the kuffar die, what do they do? They bury him and they put alcohol, wine, on his grave. They play music. Do you know why? Because they don't want to remember the reality of death. Because they want to deceive, they can clearly see it's death, the death. Say to them, O oh Muhammad, the death that you try to run away from surely will meet you. And you will turn back to your Lord. And he will inform you of that which you used to do. So they can see that the reality of death. But to make them forget about the reality of death and the outcome of death, what they do, they get drunk. That's why music, alcohol, what does it do? Deceive you. When you have a problem, doesn't give you the solution of the problem it just deceives you but when you the quran the quran make you face the reality and it gives you the solution how to deal with the reality subhanallah kitabun anzalnahu ilayka mubarakun liyadabbaru ayatihi wa liyatadhakkara ulul albab a blessed book my dear brothers and sisters how many of us day and night like this uh, just day and night but we are, for the last five months, we have not opened one, uh, we have not read one page from the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wallah, if you love someone, that you, like a footballer that you love or you respect, if he sent you a letter, every day you want to read it. Check out what he say. Imagine you have this book, a message from your God, from Allah, the creator of everything. So, the Quran, the solution of everything, we have the Quran advising the Sunnah, is what? To have good friends. So look at those and remember my dear brothers and sisters, all of us we have mistakes. All of us we fall into shortcomings. All of us we fall into sins. One of the things that we notice amongst our brothers and sisters, when we see a brother doing good thing, we don't spread it. But if a brother fall into haram or a sister, we spread it. Be aware of these characteristics because this characteristic of a munafiq who loves to spread the evil things amongst the Muslims. If your brother, if your brother fall into haram, don't spread it. And make dua to Allah, forgive him, and hide his mistake. Likewise, if your sister fall into a sin, don't spread her sin. But now what's happening? We have brothers and sisters, may Allah guide us and guide them, recording themselves while they're doing haram. Imagine you die and you left behind your videos, you're doing haram. May Allah protect us all. So, when you have good friends, don't expect them to be perfect. Good friends, they are not perfect. Tayyip, we, we try to be good Muslims, but we're not perfect. Tayyip, because sometimes 
some brothers when they have good friends if he, if he's practicing and he falls into haram they say munafiq he's not munafiq okay? he's a muslim brother she's a muslim sister they're trying their best to do something good but they cannot i mean they they fall into shortcomings and all of us we fall into shortcomings may allah forgive us all that's a, it's no question brother this is a question it's a question Khalas, uh, uh, are you sinning if you are if you marry a sister who doesn't not cover Sheikh Ben Baz may Allah uh, have uh, mercy upon him of course it's not permissible you have to advise her okay be patient but advise her to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but be patient if he's not listening then you have to divorce her Sheikh Fawzan mentioned that the ulama mentioned that. But advise her, be patient with her, remind her of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because likewise, if you fall into sin, you want your wife to not leave you, advise you, advise her. Tafir Allah, you know, don't go out, mutabarrija. Do you understand? That's what Sheikh Mbaz mentioned. Barakallah. This is a question from a non Muslim, inshallah. This is his life story. MashaAllah, it's a long question. <laughs> As someone who is outside of the fold of Islam, opportunity to explore faith and religions way of thinking objectively and potentially except the idea that there is no one there is no one true religion and that we don't know anything at all if i am seeking the truth should i not do this as objectively as possible what can be said to convince me to take the leap to take shahada and view things ex exclusively from islamic lens doesn't this invite confirmation bias and subjectivity into a topic that should be explored with intention of seeking objective truth. This, uh, your question, may Allah guide us and guide you to the truth. When God creates us, I mean, if you want to study all other religions, there's too many religions. Are you? There's too many religions. Are you sure you're going to live longer to study all the religions? That's firstly. And secondly, Allah knows, the creator of everything knows, that some of us, we're not going to have enough time to study all other religions. That's why based upon the Creator's wisdom, when He creates us, He creates us with the tools that will recognize the truth. And if I know this is the truth, there's no need for me to study other religions. Why? Because if I know this is the truth, logic dictates whatever oppose it, it must be what? Falsehood. Okay? If I say, look, Brother Abu Kanza is here next to me in Bradford, Majid Sunnah. If 20 people come with a philosophical ideology, no, Abu Kanza spiritually is there or he's in China, I'm not going to accept it. Don't tell me, no, you have to be open-minded. That's not called open-minded. It's called foolishness out of respect. For me to study these 20 people, philosophical ideologies or theories that Abu Kanza is not here. Do you understand that? So when you look at Islam, Islam, it makes sense, it clearly goes in line with our sound reasoning and our natural inclination. Let's go step by step, okay? Who knows the future in details? No one except God, okay? Except the creator of everything, all right? And now, when you, before that, let's speak about the oneness of God. The oneness of God, which distinguishes Islam from any religion. Come to Christianity. Christianity, they say there is one God. But when you ask them, is Jesus God? Yes. But Jesus created. How is God? Is the Father God? Yes. 
Is he fully God? Yes. Is the Holy Spirit God? Yes. How there is three? That doesn't make any sense. Father is fully God. If the Father is fully God, we already have one. We have God. That's it. Well, we need another one. No, no. Jesus, Jesus is a fully God. That doesn't make any sense. Okay? Likewise, someone died for your sins. That doesn't make any sense. Look at Judaism. is a tribal God. God that only cares about Israelites. Other nations are created to be slaves of the Israelites. Likewise, God regrets. Regret is deficient. Deficiency. When you come to Buddhism and Hinduism, you can't even... I mean, like, we don't want to go into that one. Please. Buddhism and Hinduism, firstly, is not even a religion. It's a philosophy. It doesn't make any sense. Everything is one God. There's too many gods. doesn't make any sense. Okay? When you look at Islam, look how Allah describes himself. Say Allah is one, unique. He begat not, neither was he begotten. And there is nothing like unto him. There is nothing similar to him. And who is Allah? Al Khaliqu, Al Raziqu, the creator of everything. Allah sent down the Quran. Okay? Well, that's the beauty of Islam. It's not about dreams, personal experience. One of the miracles of Islam is the Quran. You know, let me ask this question, maybe you know. Do you know any book? Is there a Quran here? The size of Quran? Size of Quran. It has been memorized by hundreds of millions of people who does not speak the language of the book. Do you know any book like that? There is no book in the history. It has been memorized by hundreds hundred million of people who does not speak the language of the book. It's something which is not normal. Example of that, imagine all of us here in the mosque. We don't know Chinese. We don't know Chinese. Guess what? We memorize a book in Chinese, word for word, and letter for letter. No, do you know what is more interesting? That even if we do speak Chinese, we struggle in speaking, in pronunciation. But when we read the book, we read it perfectly. When you speak normal, you're making mistakes. You're struggling. But when you read this Chinese book, you read it perfectly. The Quran, we have the miracle of the Quran. Allah mentioned, We have made Quran easy to be memorized. Easy to be memorized. And that was 1,400 years ago. Who came with Quran, Prophet Muhammad And he say that this book is easy to be memorized. Now, around the world, through the history, hundred million of people memorize the Quran word for word, letter for letter. And the other miracle of the Quran is Allah mentioned the Quran inna We have sent down the dhikr, the Quran, and we will preserve it. We will what? Preserve it. That is a claim. Can we verify this claim? Yes, we can. If the, the Jewish people and the Christians and the Muslims, all of them decide to burn their scriptures to say you know what let us get rid of the scriptures the only scripture will remain with us which one the quran do you know who can bring it back into the written form the muslim children not the muslim scholars that's why the quran will never be lost you know it's preserved you understand so the question ask yourself the jewish people believe their book is, is holy the christian why the only book that is easy to be memorized and it's been preserved is the Quran because that book is the last 
revelation for mankind. And logic dictates if the last revelation for mankind, then it should be preserved. The other miracle of the Quran is the legislation. Likewise, the prophecies. While the prophecy of the Quran is very important, this one, which I always, me, myself, increase my faith. And I believe Islam is truth. This verse in the Quran. It's Allah who sent his prophet Muhammad with the truth in order for Islam to prevail the other religions even if the disbelievers dislike it. So Allah is mentioning Islam will become widespread even if disbelievers dislike it. Now we know there is a huge war against Islam. I mean, the mainstream media, the, the, the enemies of Islam, they have stronger weapons, I mean the media, yes, to spread doubt against Islam, to stop people accepting Islam, correct? In comparison with the Muslims, the non-Muslims, not every non-Muslim is an enemy of Islam, by the way. I'm talking about the, enemy, the open one, the clear one. Those who wants to spread light against, lies against Islam, they utilize mainstream media to make Islam look bad. In the Western world, the fastest growing religion in the Western world is what? It's Islam. Who's doing the job? The Creator. There's a prophecy in the Quran. Allah mentioned it 1,400 years ago. I mean, this Prophet Muhammad, he was lived in the middle of nowhere 1,400 years ago. So I'll give you another prophecy. Prophet Muhammad, another prophecy in the Quran. Allah mentioned the Quran that a Satan will inspire people to change Allah's creation. To change what? Allah's creation. What's happening now? With LGBTQ. Huh? That's what's happening now. Subhanallah. Look how they change Allah's creation. The question you ask yourself, how a man that existed 1,400 years ago, coming with this book, he has a prophecies that we can see right now. And he told me no one knows the future in details except who? Except God. You with me? Except Allah. You understand? Another prophecy I give you. Prophet Muhammad said, You will come a time when, when uh, interest, interest become what? Widespread. When interest, you know it's interest, yeah? Interest. Become widespread. Even if you are not involved directly, it will affect you. Wait. Prophet let's remind ourselves. Prophet Muhammad existed 1,400 years ago. Interest was not widespread. Now, if you open a bank account, by default, your money is being used for interest. Again, how a man that lived 1,400 years ago is coming with this prophecy. Another prophecy. I never told you I had a dream. You see, I'm not telling you Islam is the truth because I had a dream. No. Another prophecy. Prophet Muhammad said, You will come a time, Sheikh Fawzal mentioned hadith, when a man will not suffice with a woman. Actually, yeah, he will start sleeping with another man. When a woman will not be sufficed with a man, she will start into, uh, with another woman. There's children here, that's why I'm, I'm trying to skip the, the bit. But the point here is what we see right now. Again, how this man, والسلام, who existed 1,400 years ago, coming with overwhelming prophecies, because there's difference between prediction and a prophecy. Prediction. Watch football games, you experts, you can say, you know what, I think Manchester is going to take the, the cup. Prophecies, 
what makes prophecy very powerful whatever is outside reality it go against what you're going to say i'll give you an example prophet muhammad he was in mecca in mecca the muslims were scared for their lives there were very few maybe 20 of them prophet muhammad he was telling them that you will overpower the persians and the romans the persians and the romans yeah back in those days the world was divided into two either you belong to the persian empire or you belong to the the, the byzantine empire so these 20 people prophet muhammad he was telling them that you will overpower the persian the romans historically speaking from the muslims and the non-muslim sources at the time of the prophet muhammad's disciple Khattab, the muslims overpowered the persian the romans that means that's too much prophecies baba that's too many proofs to know that this man must be the messenger of allah that this book the quran you know the arab pagans because you have uh, uh, algerian the arab pagans they were known for poem when uh, you know the time of musa والسلام, they were known for magic so allah gave the miracle to musa something is not magic but it resembles but it's beyond magic it's a miracle the time of jesus they were experts advanced in medicine jesus brought dead people to life the time prophet muhammad والسلام, they were known for poetry from the top of their head you know like 200 lines 500 lines they used to challenge one another eloquency and so on prophet muhammad he was known to be a poet he challenged them he said i'm a messenger of allah they said what is the proof he said the quran when he started reading the quran to them he challenged them to bring something like it not once not twice few times yeah the arab pagans what they did oh close the mic yeah so everyone so the prophet muhammad والسلام, he told them i'm a messenger of allah i'm a messenger of allah and the proof is the quran bring something like it and i told you before prophet muhammad والسلام, if a poet comes to one of the arabs and he says, i challenge you to bring something like my poem he they have to accept the challenge however the arab pagans they were looking for anything to expose prophet muhammad so prophet muhammad is telling them you think i'm not prophet here this is my challenge what they did did they accept the challenge they never accept the challenge what they did they waged the war and we know in the war what happened you lose your life your family so why they chose war over the challenge of bringing savra the quran even though it seems accepting the challenge to bring like something like the quran is easy because they knew that this book the eloquency and the legislation and the prophecies and the structure cannot come from human being that's why allah challenged everyone to make something like it in the history no one speaks like this al-rahman al-quran insan Allama <laughs> 
ذكر رحمة ربك عبده زكريا إذ نادى ربه نداء خفيا أو الحمد لله الذي أنزل على عبده الكتاب ولم يجعل له عوجا قيما لينذر بأسا شديدا من لدنه أو حاميم تنزيل الكتاب من الله العزيز العليم غافر الذنب وقابل التوب شديد العقاب ذي الطول أو ألف لام را تلك آيات الكتاب المبين إن أنزلنا قرآن عربية No one speaks like this in history. No one. Look, look just do research. They knew this, not how a human being speaks. The style and all of that, you understand? Likewise, the five universal necessities that Islam came to preserve. Religion, life, intellect, wealth, and families. Buddhism doesn't have it. Christianity, Judaism, none of that. That's why Andrew Tate, the brother who is a multi-millionaire, he said there is people out there who try to destroy our human nature. The only religion is standing firm against it is Islam. No Judaism, no Sikhism, no Hinduism, no Buddhism, no Ism is Islam. That's why there is a huge war against Islam because Islam connects you to your creator and the followers of Satan, they don't want that. They want to utilize other religions to turn you away from your creator. That's why people, they notice there is no salvation except by becoming a Muslim. Make sense? Clear? Of course, you, the, you want to ask now? The second, ah, second one, okay. Okay, unlock it. Yeah, she relates to um, the Quran in itself. Yeah. <coughs> Many things in the universe we don't understand and cannot perceive. We see this through a limited scope when there are potentially limitless possibilities. Let's assume the Quran is perfect by design and appear perfectly to human logic, which with arguments itself. How do we know that it's intelligent design rather than divine nature? I mean, what do you mean by divine nature? So as in, um, sorry, as in if it's, it's, an it's a book that's intelligent by design and appeals to our human logic, but how do we know that it came? Yeah, but God said he, it came from him. The Quran says it came. Yeah, it came from God. Ar Rahman al Quran, the most merciful. No, a circular reason. If Allah does not tell us where the Quran, because Allah challenged people to bring something like it. If, if Quran came from human being, why human beings cannot bring something like it? And we know there's a huge war against Islam. No, no, I'm not saying you, but I'm just giving you, you know, but what I would say to you is, well, brother, look, you know, the, we can stay and there's, say there's many possibilities, yeah? But what we have to understand, we have to be honest to ourselves, yes? That's why I give the example. The example of, if I know Abu Kanza is right here, there's no need for me to say, yeah, maybe, it could be, forget it could be or maybe, understand? For some people, it's not as obvious, that's the thing, like, the assumption is that it is obvious, but for a lot of people outside of the fold of Islam, there's a lot of... <clears throat> a lot of things that hoops that you need to jump through mentally to get to a place where you can take the shahada. No, but do you have do do do, do, you, do you accept there's certainty? Do I accept that there's certainty? Yeah. In what sense? Do, do is there a way to gain certainty about anything? Um, no, I'm not sure. That's the thing. Okay. You here right now? No, no. Before, before. Sorry, So you said when you said you're not sure. Yeah, I that feel like the, the one conclusion that I've come 
No one second step by step. Sorry to cut you. When you say you're not sure that there is no way to gain certainty, is your statement you're not sure is it certain or doubtful? So it's confused then. Yeah, exactly. But the problem you are sure. This is a Satan play with your mind because why? What 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 you have? Can I see it if you don't mind? Inshallah. Are you certain I took it from you? Yeah, within what my perception. But it could be I didn't take it from you. I mean, you've taken it from me. Are you certain now? You see, I put you in the test. You see, why I'm doing that? Because you know, you know what I would say to you. Look. Sometimes Satan plays with our mind without us realizing. Yeah. You know, look, you're certain I took it from you. If someone robbed you, took your money, and you go to the court, and the judge will tell you, are you certain he took the money? You're going to say, there's possibility it was not him. You're going to say, I'm certain. So Satan will try to play, brother, with our minds. It's clear, you understand? Everything is clear, alhamdulillah. So these possibilities goes back to Greek philosophy, skepticism. There's two types of skepticism. There's skepticism which is praiseworthy, no doubt. And there's a blame word. The blame word, you will start doubting your own existence. You will start even saying, I'm not even sure if I exist or not. And this becomes marad, it becomes sickness. You understand, brother? So, so, so before moving to any discussion, to be honest, you have to accept there is a way to gain certainty. One of them, you were certain that I took your watch. You understand? So no doubt, look, brother, this universe, there's certainty there's a creator for it. There's certainty there's a creator for it, you know? Without any doubt. And Allah, you know, in the Quran, like you said about circular reasoning, Allah never said, believe the Quran from God. That's it. That's one verse. No. Allah tell us why the Quran is from Allah. And Allah tell us why is the creator. There's a chapter called Al-Insan. Is it not time for human being like you and I to reflect? There was once upon a time, we're not even worth of mentioning. Now you have a sight and everything. Allah said, Allah said, within the creation of the heavens and the earth, and the alteration of a day and night, it is a sign for people of understanding. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the Quran, many verses that, for example, يا أيها الناس اعبدوا ربكم الذي خلقكم والذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون Oh mankind worship your Lord who created you and those who came before you and I'm saying to you the prophecies that Prophet Muhammad وسلم, came with the prophecies in the Quran the miracles of the Quran this cannot come from a human being you understand certain no doubt certainty so don't let this skepticism lead you to you start doubting your own self because you become disease sickness you said it yourself that <clears throat> there's certainty that, well, assuming there's certainty that it, ca it can't come from a human being, couldn't it come from another source that isn't divine, that isn't the one true God? Couldn't it come from something sent potentially to mislead you or something with ulterior motives? Like th these things that you can conceptualize, how do you prove against that? Okay, I have a proof of that. Because if this comes from someone to deceive you, would someone deceive you to don't drink alcohol? Does he want good for you or wants to deceive you? If someone takes drink alcohol, he wants to deceive you or wants to be good, wants good for you? Yeah, I suppose when you give that example. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. when he said, do not fornicate, does he want good for you or bad for you? He wants good for you. When he says, do not uh, uh, harm your body, does he, 
when it gives you a structure how to live your life, which is we know these you five universal necessities that Islam came with, if we do preserve them, we'll have good society. So we know it came from God the Almighty who was good for you. E even if hypothetically it did, it did benefit us though, how that Brother, doesn't that doesn't prove the div divinity of the tax though, does it? It does because why? The question why no man come with this perfect legislation? How a man that couldn't read and write uh, he come with this perfect way of life? That's what I mean. I don't know. I don't have the I mean, answer. We know, but come on. We know. We know. No, no, no. <laughs> we know. I mean, like I said to you, look. No, you a know, simple, a simple conclusion would be it's, it's from God, and then you could end it there. But the thing yeah, is, the, the, the truth, the truth. Why do you want to move on? To <laughs> because, like, that's, that's what I mean. When you're seeking objective truths, it's important to continue continuously question. And I feel like I don't want to. I'm reluctant to to start convincing myself to be ignorant towards other ways of thinking because I've chosen to enter the fold of. A religion where there's a set structure and a set number of things that I need to like subscribe to and beliefs. So I, t I turn my I could have because I'm I'm from a background where my mum's Catholic and, and my dad's Muslim and they're both very firm in their in their faith and their belief. At any point in my journey, I could have resigned to the fact that this is where I'm going to stop and this is the conclusion that I'm going to come to, including religious pluralism or atheism or whatever. But I keep exploring and it's led me here. And so my point is, you have to keep asking questions. But and what I would say to you, maybe look, even if, if I keep asking questions until the day I die, at least I can say that I tried. Do you know what I mean? No, 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 don't deceive yourself. No, this, this, this is called deception. I respect that to you. You're deceiving yourself because you're saying the creator, when he creates us, he never creates us with the tools to recognize the truth. So therefore, the problem is not with you, it's with the creator. That's what you should say, but it's not true. Sorry, can you because say that again? What I'm saying that basically what you should say now, because if there's no way for us to reach the truth, so the problem is not with us, it's with the creator. But we know the creator created us with the tools to recognize the truth. You understand? I mean, like, you, you, the problem with you is not about if there is God or Islam is the truth. It's you having this skepticism, which is a disease. Okay? Is it a disease? No doubt. This Greek philosophy of skepticism is a deadly disease. Why do you, why do you perceive, perceive it to be that? Because I it leads to everything. It leads to subjectiv subjectivity. Mm. Everything. So it leads to what? If I, if I, if someone rape a child, you cannot tell him objectively is wrong. Mm. Understand? It leads to many, and we we can see what it's leading now. Mm. It's leading to you can you can see a man in front of you, and he believes is a woman. You you have to respect him because that's the, his own truth. Otherwise, you're a bigot and you are anger civilization. And this is what Allah said in the Quran. Look, another one, which Islam is the truth. Allah taught us when the people follow their desires, the heavens and the earth will be corrupted. And it's what's happening to our societies. We just get confused and confused. Mm. So skepticism, there's two types. Skepticism means, okay, you're not sure about something, but you know you can ask knowledge and you, you, you reach certainty. But there's skepticism, which I say there's no certainty at all. This mm. is a problem. Mm. You understand? Because you accept already there's no way to reach certainty. But there is no doubt. Like I put it in the test. When I took your watch, you said you're certain I took your watch. You didn't say maybe it's illusion. Understand? So what I would say to you, all of these barriers, or this, what you try to utilize, is not going to benefit you. Islam is the truth because you can get... The point here is, okay, if the Quran clearly says from Allah, and it tells you what's from Allah, and you accept it's true, how come this book, no one is able to, challenge, to accept the challenge? How this book has prophecies, the legislation, this perfect way of life? Logic conclusion is from God. If it's not from God, there is many experts, doctors, professors, uh, scholars who hate Islam and they want to disprove Islam. So why they're not coming to disprove Quran? When they, they do anything to disprove Islam, because Islam is from God and something from God, the Almighty, the creator of everything, you will never be able to 
disprove it or to overpower it. Simple conclusion. Wallah, it's simple. You know, you know yesterday, three people become Muslims. Alhamdulillah, in, in Shiraz Bush. Before that, 14 people become Muslims. You see? So this skepticism you have is a disease. Except Islam, Alhamdulillah, it makes sense, is a truth. And you say, uh, if, except Islam doesn't allow me to, because it's a truth, it's clear. Example of that, if you have, if you, you have a father and your mother, you live with them, yeah? No. Okay, live you live with your mother, correct? Um, yeah, I grew up with my mother. Okay, you grew up with your mother, your, your mother's still alive. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to say, there's possibility maybe my neighbor is my mother. There's possibility maybe my, my neighbor's cousin is my mother. You guys, it's going to lead you to craziness. You know, khalas. Barakallah, I mean, Barakallah, Allah bless with Islam. You know? So it makes sense. Is it clear? I mean, all these prophecies in the Quran. This is a miracle of the Quran. Prophecies that Prophet Muhammad Wasallam came with. And the question I'm asking you, why? I'll tell you something. Why there's a huge war against Islam? Why? In Australia, every single day, there's many articles speaking a bad way about Islam. In France, likewise. The question, why there's a huge war against Islam? Why? Why not Christianity? Why not Judaism? Why not Hinduism? Why not Buddhism? Person might say, maybe you should. Person might say because terrorists and all of that. That's a lie. It's not terrorists. Because other, they, they, Christians kill many people. I mean, you, you have Philippines. Filipino, yeah. yeah, Philippine was a Muslim country until Spain came and they forced the Muslims to become Christians. Mm. Okay, so and now what we say to you, there's a huge war against Islam. I'll give you the answer by someone who experienced non-Muslim life, Andrew Tate. He said because there's people out there, they want to destroy our human nature. And the only religion that is standing firm against them is Islam. That's why, because they know Islam turns you around and it connects to your creator. And when you have a creator, then you'll never be lost. And there's something in your body will never fulfill except to be the servant of Allah. So all this, what's your name? Zinedine. Zindin. My name is Shamsuddin, my name is Zindin. <laughs> you know, Zindin means mean the, the, the beauty of the religion, brother. Yeah, I know. You know, Shahada, man. You already have a name, Zindin. You know? So like all of that, because look, imagine you give me money. I said, maybe it wasn't you. It could be the moon gave me money. Maybe it could be the chicken. It could be, it could be. Guys, Hashem, say, listen. Zindin, I gave you the money. Stop joking around. This could be possibilities. It will benefit you. So I'm saying simply, Islam is the truth. It's a clear. Quran, miracles, prophecy. It's clear. Alhamdulillah. <coughs> so all this maybe, maybe, it's not going to benefit you. It's not going to benefit you. When you die, it's not going to benefit you. Yeah, look to worshiping God alone. Look how Allah describes himself. Look, even the scholars mention. How man speaks about the day of judgment in details? You know, you cannot utilize your imagination to speak about day of judgment in details. No, no way. We have Aristotle, we have Plato, we have many philosophers amongst the Indians, amongst the Egyptians. None of them spoke about the day of judgment in details. Except Jesus, Moses, even Jesus, Moses. Except Prophet Muhammad. And they tell you, it's known, you cannot utilize. Your imagination to speak about something like that in details. Even about how he's speaking about Allah's names and attributes. I mean, this detailed information, overwhelming proofs to reject Islam or turn away from it. Or say, maybe Judaism, Buddhism. Nah, bro. Is it clear? Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah. Ashadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. Worshipping God. Follow his teaching. Step by step, learn more and more. Lie. Create to your creator. Like, you know, you know, if this, if this huge war and if this huge war was against in your religion, you will be dead long time ago. 
if it was against Christianity, Judaism, Hinduism, would be gone. But Islam, even though Muslim countries are weak from a material point of view, but Islam is spreading. Who's doing the job then? <coughs> Who's doing the job? Zindin. The religion, Allah. Allah, alhamdulillah, that's it. Allah Akbar. Allah, alhamdulillah. Of course, because me, Allah, this amazes me, subhanAllah. When you look to the usual Angus Islam, the Muslim countries are weak and Islam just spreading. In the Western world, in the Western world, majority of reverts, who are they? Women. Even though in the Western world, one of the biggest doubts against Islam, women, Islam oppress what? Oppress women. So why these British women, smart women, and French, and, and, and Germans, and Dutch accepted Islam? Because they knew the true freedom when you become a servant of Allah. And they knew that salvation and solutions in Islam. Make sense? Yeah. Alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar. Allah, it's clear, man. Get a knife. Allah, <laughs> it's clear. Become Muslim shahadatan. Ashadu Allah, ilaha Allah. Ashadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. When you accept it, Alhamdulillah, all of this will go away. You start worshipping Allah. Look five times a day. Look, even the brotherhood in Islam. We pray five times a day. Like the structure that men... Brother, you reflect, you know any person, as Ibn Taymiyyah mentioned, one of the Muslim scholars mentioned, Ibn Taymiyyah said, any person who studies the biography of the Prophet Muhammad, he knows the Messenger of Allah. Let me give you two proof why he never utilized his prophethood to manipulate the people and he become Muslim, inshallah. Watch this. During his lifetime, eclipse happened. You know eclipse, yeah? Happened. At the same day, on the same day, his son passed away. His son Ibrahim passed away. His companions were not familiar with eclipse. So when he said, the reason there's eclipse, because the Prophet Muhammad's son passed away. If he was a liar or a fake prophet, the nature of a liar or a fake prophet, what does he do? He will utilize any opportunity to manipulate the people. But what did he do? He said, no, what has happened, it has nothing to do with no one's life and no one's death. And if, imagine, because the biggest liar, someone who claims to be a prophet of God. And a liar who will try to utilize anything, correct? But he never utilized it. During his lifetime, his friend who was married to this woman, he loved her and she hated him so much. So he used to follow her around in the, in the streets. And Prophet Muhammad approached the woman. She believed he's a messenger of Allah. Okay? He said to her, go back to him. She said, oh messenger of Allah. Are you commanding me as a messenger of Allah? Because if you're doing so, I have to go back to him. Because from Allah. Or you just try to mediate. Remember, that's his friend. If he was a liar, what he would do? He would manipulate the woman to go back to his friend. But what he said? He said, no, it's not from Allah. I'm trying to help. If you want to go back, go back. If not, it's up to you. That's not a nature of a liar. I'll give you another one. Prophet Muhammad, during his lifetime, he bought a horse. Okay, he bought a horse or something. He bought from someone, then he found out there was a problem with it. He came back and he said, Oh, Messenger of Allah, he said, Look, I give it to you. They had, the horse had no problem. Do you have a witness? He's asking who? Messenger of Allah. If he was a liar, what would he say? Hang on, you believe I'm a messenger of Allah? Then you have to follow me. But he never said that. He got the witness, he got someone. That's not the nature of a liar, bro. Well, lie, read his biography. There's many, many events, examples, 
any person with a sound reasoning, sincerity will know this man, Messenger of Allah. When his, when his companions used to stand up for him, stand up for him, he used to say, don't stand up for me. I'm not a king. Don't stand up. He didn't like it. Alayhi salatu wasalam. He used to teach humbleness. Be humble. And be humble to your creator. The one who gave you everything. You know? Because remember, Satan will try to utilize anything to turn us away from God. Even by, quote unquote, be open-minded and uh, try to explore all everything. No. Shaitan knows that you don't have enough life. Make sense? Bro, that's it. Alhamdulillah. Ready to become Muslim? Alhamdulillah, the Lord is here, brother. Are you ready? You, you can live this life anytime, bro. How old are you? Don't ask me how old I am, yeah? Because uh, everyone wants to know how old I am. <laughs> what we say to you, look, anytime you can live this life. If it makes sense, we'll lie. Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah. Ashadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. This is what you've been created for. To worship your creator. You know? Your, your, your mother is uh, Catholic? My wife, she was Catholic. She became Muslim. She became Muslim when she was 14. She said, Islam made sense to me. Alhamdulillah. Allah, this is the, the... And your father is Muslim, Alhamdulillah. And you don't know about your father or not. You know, that's Islam. Islam doesn't teach us. My father is Muslim, khalas. No. It's about you. It makes sense, clear. But that skepticism, Allah, is going to lead you to destruction. Alhamdulillah. It makes sense. You know, Alhamdulillah. Look, I never told you become Muslim because Islam is the truth. That's it. Did I say that? I did not say that to you. I didn't say become Muslim, Islam is truth. I'm giving you intellectual proofs, rational proofs, tangible proofs, the prophecies, the miracles. Alhamdulillah. Really? Alhamdulillah, don't be shy. It's the truth, brother. Allah is truth. Ashadu Allah ilaha illah. Ashadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. I have witnessed here, Alhamdulillah. Brothers, Alhamdulillah. Allah, don't let it stop you. Don't let it stop you. Don't let it stop you. Remember, one of our worst enemies is what? Satan. And now, at this moment, Satan is going to start playing with your mind in a way you never expect. Prophet Muhammad taught us, when someone wants to become a Muslim, Satan will come and try to stop him. And on the day of resurrection, on the day of resurrection when the man will bite his own head out of regret he said I wish I followed the path of the messenger of God I wish I never talked so and so as my best friend indeed Satan has deceived me but it will be too late Alhamdulillah Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah mean I bear witness there is no one worthy of worship except Allah and Muhammad the messenger of Allah mean I should worship Allah according to his way. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Bismillah. Alas. Allah Akbar. Alas. Okay. I have affinity towards Ashadu an Allah ilaha illallah. But I, I think I need to read the Quran and, and study more before I can say with my heart the full You're not going to say with your heart. You're going to say with mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't want it. I don't want it to be insincere. It needs to. It needs yeah, of to course, come, of course. You, know you have to. I mean? You have to say so from the heart. No, no doubt. Well, the thing you've given me a lot to reflect on, especially with regards to skepticism. I feel like I agree. Too much skepticism is is an unhealthy amount of skepticism, it's a and it, it distracts you from. You need some order, and you need some some guidance. Yeah. Um, and like, I want to read the guidance, and before I, and 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 explore it more. Um, 
with problem. yeah with the intention of reaching a conclusion rather than yeah, don't be there being no conclusion no problem inshallah I mean like this is good but just remember you don't have long life to read the whole Quran I mean if the foundation makes sense is clear that's sufficient because for example when you go to your GP when you go to your GP even though you don't know everything about your GP you don't know but you still trust him because why you're working with a frame of he's an expert you don't know about his family you don't know if he beats, his, beats up his wife or not you understand but you work on the foundation so I would say always advice it's very good to read if the foundation is clear if it makes sense then alhamdulillah you accept Islam then you start learning more and more that's why I advise you wait like you read the whole Quran you're not sure you're gonna, uh, you don't have to read the whole Quran to know Islam is the truth alhamdulillah I mean, what I said, bi'idnillah, is sufficient for someone to, you know, Islam is the truth, alhamdulillah. But again, what I can do is just convey the message. Changing the heart belongs to Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I mentioned many times, like, uh, we, we, we were in Reading, a woman that was 65 years old became Muslim. And subhanallah, like I said also, some people, you can speak to them for 10 minutes, they become Muslim. Some people, maybe for an hour, they don't accept Islam. But maybe later on, they accept Islam. You understand? But me personally, I would advise you, if it makes sense, is it clear to you? Okay? Like, what is the main thing is stopping you now? Uh, let, let me tell you something, give you a scenario. Okay? And uh, I really appreciate you for coming and speaking to us, especially for the people, you know. Uh, if you do die today, may Allah forbid, yeah? And you stand before Allah, who gave you a long life, gave you everything, and you say to you, why you rejected or did not accept Islam when it was clear to you? What reason you think you're going to say to him, that will save you from his punishment. Yeah, I can't say that it's 100% clear to me. That's the thing. But if that's why, that's between me and me and God. I need to have that discussion. With God in my you believe in creator? Yeah, I, I, believe in, I believe in the creator. Yeah, you yeah. believe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he created you, the creator. Yeah, I believe, I believe in God. Yeah, I believe if in he says to you, why you reject Islam? Where is the truth? What will be your excuse? Your, your reason? On the day, if you die today, now, and you stand before God, and he says to you, why you don't accept Islam? What reason are you going to say to be saved? You think, if I say to God that reason, I'll be saved. I, I try my best. <laughs> that's all I can say. Like that, I try my best, because I, I, I don't know. That's, that, that's, that's not the reason, brother. Because why? I will tell you, I'll tell you something. From your, but from your perspective, of course. It's, not, it's, not from, even it's, from, it's something that I need to contemplate and reflect No, no, no on. doubt. No doubt. I'm, I'm just telling you. What I will say to you, look. You know what happened to now, our time, due to skepticism? Believe in God and look into Islam, just the oneness of Allah is sufficient. But because you've been raised in this country, not just you, many of us, been influenced with skepticism, philosophy, and all of that, really, what it, does, it damaged our natural inclination. It damaged our intellect. You see what I'm saying? So, what I would say to you look, read inshallah, but don't take a long time. Because on the day of resurrection, Allah told us. There will be no excuse for people except if someone islam never came to him or someone was blind or uh, 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 deaf okay or someone insane okay because that day because the proofs for god's existence is self-evident it's so clear you know but it is it's, you know i'm telling you i know no, you're gonna say from our own perspective it's not this one has, I've been this, this I've been doing that for the last 15 years, brother. When I speak to people from coming from atheistic background, Christianity, Buddhism, Hinduism, when I speak to them, they accept Islam. But sometimes, you know, something, inshallah, may Allah guide you, inshallah. inshallah. I ask Allah to open your heart. Uh, you, you have my number, correct? 
Yeah, I, I think I do. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you my number after, inshallah. But, you know, appreciate that uh, uh, you come in speaking to us, inshallah. And uh, sorry for the other uh, speakers corner life. <laughs> yeah, speakers corner. <laughs> Okay, خلاص yeah, yeah, the, the last question. You wanna carry on? Oh, I have to go sleep, brothers. خلاص. <laughs> the brothers in Watford, we don't sleep. Eh? Uh, so you from Russia? From North Bradford. And you came in how? No, I studied Leeds. Oh, you studied Leeds. Okay, Mush. Okay, what's that? In Bradford, we have a lot of of youth. Balloon. Oh, the balloon. And drive. We've had many accidents and. Allah al-musta'an. Allah my advice. Again, this, uh, I see young brothers even in London using this balloon, you know, getting high. You know, like one brother said, they're not really getting high, they're getting low. He's not getting you high. You're not really going high. You're going low. Why are you utilizing this, subhanAllah? One of the people passed away because of it, isn't it? One person passed away. So why are you utilizing it and driving? You don't care about your life? You know, some of us, we think we are Special, we're going to die. Even we don't believe in death, but we feel we're going to die. Subhanallah, it can happen to you. It's haram. Your body does not belong to you, it belongs to Allah. Look after it. It's a gift from Allah. You know, all these terms is my body, I do whatever I like. No, this is not Islamic statement. No, Allah gave you that body. Take care of it. Okay? So utilizing, doing the ballooning thing is haram, it's forbidden, stay away from it. Like I said, brothers, you don't want to die upon haram. May Allah save us all. You don't want to die upon doing evil thing. And remember, you have your parents who love you. You have your mother that loves you. You have your father that loves you and cares about you. Why you want to make them, you know, feel sad and, you know, cause stress to them, going out and smoking drugs. You know, subhanAllah. I mean, my father passed away, died. You know, now I wish I spent more time with my father. I wish, you know, I wish I had stayed with my father, spent time with him, take care of him. You know, you don't, you will never appreciate the blessings of your father and your mother until you lose them. And it'll be too late. You know, even we're here, some people try to hit and punch their fathers and mothers. Allah will bring someone who will humiliate you, my young brother and my young sister. Respect your father. Respect your mother. And those who are selling drugs, do you want the Muslim mother to wake up during the night or the father to make dua against you? So why are you praising their children? Fear Allah. And you are causing destruction upon the earth. And you'll be standing before Allah wa ta'ala. And Allah can destroy you any second. So we have to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wallahi, the true happiness when you are a servant of Allah and worshiping Allah and understanding your purpose. Alhamdulillah, you don't have one of the ulama said to, to go to Jahannam, you have to spend money. You have to spend money to buy alcohol, drugs to go to nightclub, but measure is free, fasting is free, Jannah is free, Jannah with money, subhanallah, may Allah protect our brothers and sisters, and may Allah protect us all, there's other questions I cannot answer, 
we, subhanallah, it's 10.30, we'll be speaking for three hours, subhanallah. Uh, may Allah uh, uh, love you, my dear brothers and sisters, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unite us in Jannah Firdaus with our beloved parents and our beloved uh, wives and our beloved ones, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us beneficial knowledge and the righteous actions and may Allah aid our brothers and sisters in Palestine and in, uh, in other countries and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give victory to our brothers and sisters in Palestine and anywhere where our brothers and sisters have been oppressed wa sallallahu alayhi Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ajma'in and again I thank and I'm very grateful to my brothers in Masjid al-Basira Masjid Sunnah in Bradford for hosting me and bringing me over to sit with my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam and to study together. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us a tawfiq wa nusalli wa nusallim ala imamina wa qurrati a'ina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa sallam saliman kathira. Barakallahu